Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, September 24th, 2021. Uh, and today's episode of Lockdown Red Wings, it's just me, Nolan Bianchi, and Scotty Bentley, your two hosts here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. No presenting sponsor today. I almost don't know how to start the show without one. It's very tough to, to just roll right into it. So, Scotty Bentley, what's going on, baby? How, how, we, how we doing on this fine uh, Friday morning? We're doing, man. I'm, I'm, uh, it's been raining for like two days straight. I'm on, you know, day calendar day three without the tigers. And I'm, I'm feeling a little upset about it, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I got, I got this big ass sweatshirt on, as you can see, it's very soft. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So before this, podcast i actually recorded a podcast with somebody else i was a guest on uh camera goodwill's the motor city revival podcast go check it out it was the first episode um and i was wearing a t-shirt and he had a hoodie on and i had to put a hoodie on because i have a thing where like if i'm podcasting with somebody or i'm like talking to them or whatever and they look cozier than me i just get jealous and uncomfortable until i'm as cozy as them so i put the hoodie on before the last podcast Turn this episode on with you. You had your hood up. I said, dang, that looks cozy. So now I got my hood up too. We're both the hoodie boys. I'm with you. It was supposed to be a good day today, Scott. We were supposed to do nothing but but be excited about Red Wings hockey. And we still are. But unfortunately, there's a, a little bit of a mess to clean up uh, with the Red Wings organization. Steve Eisenman speaking to the media on Wednesday, given the update before training camp and the biggest story to come out of that is that all of the Detroit Red Wings are vaccinated, except for one of them, and it is forward Tyler Bertuzzi, a fan favorite. Uh, pretty disappointing news, to, to say the least. Um, he won't be eligible to play, I believe, 10% of his team's games and all the games that take place in Canada this season. Uh, and that has kind of been the lead story for the Red Wings heading into training camp uh, so far. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it was a hell of a day. It was a hell of a day in that regard. It was uh, Steve, you know, we were kind of talking about before we went on air how Eisman press conferences are usually like really fun and, uh, and energetic and a way to kind of kind of ignite the fan base and, and, and have fun. And, and yesterday it, uh, that 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 energy that is always brought in, in Eisman pressers was uh, was definitely brought out in, uh, in in not not as usual, like fun energy. Um, and yeah, man, the, the bird stuff, uh, only player going into camp unvaccinated and will be, uh, not be able to play against any Canadian teams. Correct. Or just, just travel across the border. I'm pretty sure. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Obviously if, <laughs> play yeah, right. in Canada at home yeah. games are fine for sure. Right. Um, but won't be able to play at any of the, the Canadian teams. Um, and yeah, then Twitter just turned into a shitstorm over it. Yeah. And I don't really like know, I guess, what to say about it that hasn't already been said. I disagree with his decision to to not get vaccinated. 
but it sounds like he has the, the support of his team. And to me, like the biggest thing that comes out of this is just like, what is his future with the Red Wings? What is the team's official stance on it? Because some, some GMs have come out, Lou Lamarillo, uh, John Davidson, I, I think from the, the Blue Jackets organization, he's not a GM, but I digress. They have come out strongly against players who aren't vaccinated. And, and the thing is, though, about those guys, they haven't been players of Tyler Bertuzzi's caliber. Tyler Bertuzzi is a first-line player. And um, we'll play the clips in a second, but he has the support of Steve Eiserman. Uh Here's what Dylan Larkin had to say earlier when he was asked about it today. Um, you know, Tyler's looked into it, uh, weighed all of his options. Um, at the end of the day, you know, he uh, it was his choice to not get it. And, uh, you know, Tyler's uh, very popular in our room. You know, he's very uh, a very big part of our locker room and and we're going to miss him on the ice. We're going to miss him in the locker room when when he's not able to play. But, um, you know, he has our support, I guess you could say. And um, we're just going to miss him when he when he's not there. You know, we're going to have to find like a like an injury, like like anything you have to, to find ways. You can't think about it too much. You have to find ways to, to, to move on and be ready to play. And that's uh we deal with it a lot in, in, in our business and, and uh, we will treat it the, the same way. So now to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but if there was, if that wasn't true, he wouldn't say it. And so like, I think one thing that people immediately wanted to project onto his teammates was that they were going to all be upset with him. I don't know that that's the case. And, and so I, I don't know if it's going to have the consequences that some people are hoping. Like, I, I think some people like wanted them traded yesterday and I, and I, I don't know what to tell those people because I, I, I don't know what they expect like the, the 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 team likes him and here's Jeff Blaschel's comments we'll, we'll before we get to you real quick uh well I'd start first by saying um you know I I Tyler's uh, a, a guy that I, I love as a person love as a player um I'm a big fan of Tyler I think he's a uh a great teammate and um you know certainly Tyler uh the, the NHL uh, allowed our players to make decision on this and and that's the decision Tyler Tyler's made and we respect it um, I, you know, obviously we'd love to have everybody vaccinated because then you don't lose anybody at any point, but I certainly respect the decision and, and how will I handle it? Um, other guys will get opportunity uh, when, when he cannot play and that's just the, the reality of it. So there's not a whole lot more to the story than that. Um, uh, that's really the gist of it. Not even a mention of like, we're disappointed in him. And I'm not saying that I expected that either. Like I, th- I think people's expectations of it is kind of what I had a, a problem with a second ago. Like, I don't, I think people wanted that to happen today for, for Jeff Blasher to come out and say, well, you know, it's obviously very disappointing. We don't know what we're going to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. None of that has happened. And, and he had the support of Steve Eisman. Like there was nothing, no, nothing that you could even read between the lines that might change somebody's opinion on that. So that is where we are. And, and it sucks. I, I tweeted this out yesterday. Like I thought Tyler Bertuzzi deserved to be an assistant captain at the start of last year. I thought he was for sure going to be an assistant captain going into this year. I don't see that happening anymore. 
And it's it's a, a shame because how long is he just not gonna be vaccinated? You know, and, and it I I like just get it over with. And I and I even tweeted out as well yesterday, like, do you think his decision is different if he knows that there's a possible playoff series waiting on the other side of this season? And somebody responded to me being like, oh, so he won't get vaccinated to protect his his newborn child or soon to be newborn child and wife. And but he will get vaccinated for a playoff push. That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, we're well, not thinking like him. Like he clearly doesn't think that he's putting anybody at risk. And so is there a hockey decision that maybe he could change his mind and and i was not like saying that that should be the case i'm just i'm just trying to think it out loud make sense of it all why he would just do this to his own career like it does it seems like a self-sabotaging thing more than it seems like a team sabotage sure yeah and i think like one of the biggest things that i think is important is that um I, I think like what you said earlier holds a lot of weight where like people, you know, Twitter turned into the wild west and, and everybody was just, just having a field day and it, it was a wild time. Um, and I, I think one of the, the biggest misconceptions is that maybe misconceptions too strong of a word, but um, you know, some people are like, oh, like everybody in that locker room is going to like hate him now or something. And I, I don't think I don't think that's true. And and our opinions and the listeners opinions and everybody's opinion doesn't really matter towards that, towards that. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that's just the locker room's opinion. And obviously none of us know the locker room. So um, I, I, I I believe I think Blashill's comments were probably the most spot on to how that everybody feels in the sense he was like, look. We wish he was vaccinated. Yeah, of course we do. But he did, but and here's the thing that I that I think is especially important to notice. He didn't even mention Tyler by name. He didn't even say we wish Tyler was vaccinated. He said, right. of course we would like everybody to be vaccinated. So he's right. even taking the pressure off like on a micro level. Right. He just yeah, he's like, I, I wish the whole roster was was vaxxed because that would mean that we have the whole roster to go north, but uh it's not. And uh, like more guys will get to step up in his absence and, and get an opportunity. And that's all there is to it. So don't be surprised like that, when his career goes how, south. Just kidding. Right. That was just, that was and just that's fun. how, that's how I think the locker room and how I think the, the coaching still, like, I don't think anyone's like, Oh my gosh, you know, Bert's the, the worst human ever now in that locker room or hates him. And maybe somebody does, you know, we don't know either, but yeah, uh, it, it just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think that this is the like locker room cancer that some people were trying to imply it to be, um, after, after the news came out yesterday, that's all. Uh, do you think that he will be on this team at the end of the season? Like, do you think, cause I, my whole thing is like, uh, other organizations have come out against this or, you know, against players not being vaccinated and the Red Wings across the board seem to support Tyler Bertuzzi's decision. So where, like, why would they, I, I don't see him playing anywhere else. Like, I don't think him playing anywhere else is more likely than him playing here. So that's the only thing I think that confuses me a little bit is like, people are still expecting him to get traded and, and all of these right. things. And it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, 
just not the reality of the situation. It's just wishful thinking from people who are upset. For sure. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, I think I, I guess my opinion of it is I don't think that this has moved the needle, whether, I mean, th- this front office runs a, a, as tight of a ship as you will see in sports, right? No, no rumors are leaked. No, you know, Oh, like we're looking to trade. We're looking to cut. We're looking to sign whatever. None of that ever leaks since, since Iserman's taken the helm. So no one really knows the pulse on the situation of, of if he's getting traded and how, where the needle lies. I, I just don't think that this, again, I, I think what Blaschel said is, is a pretty big reflection of, of how the organization feels. I take that as at face value. I, I think uh, I, I don't think that him not getting vaccinated is is going to make Eiserman storm into the office and say we have to trade him right now. But I also, uh, I mean, it certainly isn't the other way either. It certainly isn't, oh, he's not back, so we're going to not trade him. Like, it's certainly not that. Um, but but I, I just don't think, I just don't think, uh, I don't think the needle has moved too much. And I just think it's important for people to realize that, that, None of this is, is, uh, is like opinion based, like none of it, Mm -hmm. like, this is like, we're just talking hockey, you know what I mean? And, and I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think any of this and, and my, yeah, I, I just don't see, I just don't see, uh, I don't see that really affecting his, his status of the team or whatever. Like, like, I mean, he got extent, he knew, that he wasn't vaxxed when he got the extension. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like it's not like that's like, it's not like it's, Oh my goodness. Like how could we not have known? Like we, we, we extended him and there's no way the front office didn't know when they gave him an extension. So why would that change now that it's public knowledge? I, don't, I just don't think that that is maybe the best point of it all is, and, and I hadn't even thought of that, but yes, that was absolutely the case. You know, like, I don't think that there was any, I, I agree with you that I don't think the Red Wings organization was blindsided by this. And it's something that they've known all along throughout the contract uh, negotiations and things like that. Let's let's I, I have a fun question for you before we send into the next break. Let's let's add this segment with some levity. Okay. Today, also in Dill Markin's press conference, he referred to Phillips Adina as Z. Is this mm. Henrik Zetterberg erasure or is it okay because it's just a letter of the nickname? I, you know what? But like I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Do you want to answer on the other side? Yes. You want to, you want to yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Answer on the other side? Old radio trick, folks. Okay. All right, we're going to break. We'll come back. We'll have Scotty's answer. <laughs> it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and mega contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% whoa, no, 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKDOWN. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So they used to give out 50%. Now it's 100%. Now you're getting the best bonuses from BetOnline.ag when you were already getting the best bonuses from BetOnline.ag before. What are you waiting for? From basketball, 
football, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to ever buy a device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package threw it back in Zetterberg. shoot it quickly scores he does a buzzer beater two nights straight now the red wings win it for three in overtime all right we are back segment two here at the lockdown red wings podcast a proud member of the lockdown podcast network it's your team every day follow us on twitter at lo underscore red wings we're tweeting episodes out there all the time follow me on there at nolan bianchi and scotty at bentley scotty all right okay z. is Dylan larkin z. referring to phillips adina as z henrik zetterberg erasure or is it okay because it's just a letter in the nickname i've gotten some uh some i i put this out on twitter i've gotten some good responses to it already so I can imagine that the fan base is not going to be too receptive of it. That that's my I, I don't wrong. think as you a are, whole you are very very wrong. Really? Yes, I have Good. not had a single negative response to. Good. I have got I'll, like six answers that. to the tweet. Um, I I don't think his last name starts with a freaking Z. Like like I call him Z too. I I don't think I don't think it's anything. Yeah, well, it was just like that was Marcus your captain. Hasn't played with with Zeddy in years now. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. If they were, if they were once. both on the team, they, if Zeddy was still playing, like maybe <laughs> it's weird. But like, it's been years. It's been years. No, I, I don't. I don't think it's weird. I, I don't. I. Yeah. It, it, any. You know what? I I challenge you to find someone in your life that has the last who's who's. Last name starts with a Z. I don't think I have anybody in my Z. life whose last name starts with a Z. Right. That's like, yeah, I guess fair. What are they going to do when Pasquale Zito gets on the team? P. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the, this is probably the, the best uh, answer I have for this is from Maritz Cider with a C. Uh, shout out to rest. She said, it's fine because there were three fills last year. And it's the only way I could differentiate Z. And I was like, that's a great point. Love it. Love did it. not, did not think about that. Uh, you do really? need a way to make the distinction uh, for him. So, yes, very much but so. I would say who, who's the most, who owns the, the title of Phil uh, F I L Phil, like who, who owns that? It's gotta be Heronic, right? Cause he was there first. I would imagine so. And especially like if, if Zadina is Z, then like, yeah, because I think it would only be between those. T- yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Heronic. I think, I think Heronic is a good fill. Yeah, I, I would agree, but fill the net with pucks. Mm. 
That's I hadn't considered that. Nolan. It's more appropriate that's, that's pretty... for, for Philip Sedina. All right, let's move on to some more. Uh, <laughs> and consider stuff. the old building that with bugs thing. Uh, what do you got for me from from Eiserman's press conference on Wednesday? What other items? Uh, yeah, so your eye? the uh, the biggest thing for me was the the goalie situation. I think that that was a really um, honestly like everything that was talked about that wasn't Burt gets completely overlooked because of the Burt situation. He actually gave us a lot of substance. Like for as much as we talk about Iserman being very, you know, private and, and, uh, and like GM speak kind of a thing, he actually gave us a lot. And, and I think the, the goalie split was a really, uh, important question to be asked. Um, and especially with, you know, new acquisitions and stuff. And it, he, he made it sound like it would be like relatively 50, 50 to start off the year, which is kind of interesting to me. Uh, not that Grice was bad. He had that one bad stretch in the middle of last season, but as a whole, he was pretty solid. Um, and, and yeah, uh, so, so that was like one of the kind of more interesting things to me, just, the. Uh, that that and you know he said that last season too i guess he said going into the season he said it would be 50 50 and then very quickly um when both were healthy i don't think it really was 50 50 i think bernier kind of got like 60 40 or 65 35 um so it might be a start off 50 50 and kind of see how they both perform kind of a thing i guess but i just thought that that was interesting that he was he was set on on that. And I, I don't think that too many people really expected, I guess, that to be the case going into camp. So, um, no, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent. Well, actually, I mean, I kind of, here's the thing. I think if Nadelkovich is better, you would rather play Nadelkovich or if they're, if they're, if they're even, you would rather play Nadelkovich the 60, 40. I agree. But I don't necessarily, like, I don't, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about all the shit that we talked about the, the Iserman swindling Carolina, because there's a chance. And I don't even want to speak this into existence. I know nobody wants to hear it right now. There's still a chance that this guy is not very good. And, and he had a phenomenal year, but I think it's, it's something that we really need to consider and, and keep in mind that as a complete possibility is that Alex Nadalkovich comes out and he has an eight ninety eight save percentage this year. Yep. It's definitely possible. It so, is. I, I, I think I, I, it makes complete sense to me that this is a very 50-50 split to start. And he even said, like, as the season goes on, you know, who, whoever starts winning more games, playing better, like, that will be the goal of the place. Um, but, well, I guess we'll see what happens there. Something that I thought was interesting, we should actually do some cleanup on, on a couple injury things, too, because we hadn't really gotten mm-hmm. to that as well. Jantin Berggren, uh, he is day-to-day with – an upper body injury. Um, he did not skate today, I believe. Um, that is correct. Yeah. yeah. So he, he didn't skate today. He is day to day. Lucas Raymond had a mild lower body injury. Uh, he did skate today. Saw he was centering a lot or not centering a line, uh, playing on a line centered by Mitchell Stevens and uh, flanked by Tarhorosi on the other wing. So uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on. Good to see him back out on the ice and then injury updates to Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, they're both cleared for contact, both kind of working their way back, um, but not, uh, to quote Steve Eisenman, no holds barred contact. So um, it's kind of a situation, it sounds like, where if, why would you rough them up when you don't have to uh, at this stage in, in the preseason slash 
camp. So for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he, and, and he's right. Like why you're not, you're not, there's no reason to, to push anything. You might as well be as precautious as possible. Now you had some beef with Steve Eisenman for referencing a particular soccer team. You want to address that? Oh yeah. I'm like, like not, not like heavy beef or anything. It's just, I, I thought it was it's just like a little that, French dip, you know, a yeah, little, like, little bit. Like the, I thought it was interesting that he brought up Liverpool as like the, the, the timetable he gave was just weird. He said like, Oh, you look at Liverpool over the last like 10, 15 years or whatever. And, and, uh, and, and that's like, you know, their cultural impact and their come up or whatever is what we're trying to base it off of. And I think if you went like, if you went like the last five or six years, I think that would be pretty, that'd be pretty fair and accurate. But I just thought like, like 10, 11, 12 years ago, Liverpool was like, like at the bottom of the prem, like <laughs> Liverpool was not like, like Liverpool, like that, that was, that was not, uh, really i don't know it, it, like and i get what he was saying like he like he his, his thing it's just again like the amount of years he chose for the analogy just really threw me off a little bit um but uh, like you know that's me picking hairs being a soccer fan i think uh what he's saying still holds like impact and is truth it's just his his years was a little off and it just made me go like what like as I'm listening to it, I was like, what, what the hell? Like t- Liverpool in 2009 was like, or 10 or whatever was Garbo. Like, that's just, it was just funny to me. That's all. Um, the, some more prospect tournament cleanup real quick from uh, quotes from Iserman on Kirill Tutiev. He said his hockey sense was very noticeable. He knows how to play the game. He gets it. Dot, dot, dot. We're really pleased. He certainly has what I consider to be very important attributes. I think it was like to be a, a good player in the National Hockey League. So that's pretty cool. Um, took notice of, of the uh, performance that Kirill Tutiev had, the former seventh round pick. And also, he thinks Joe Valeno is thick. That's right. Rhyme, rhyme scheme, folks. Uh, Steve Arzerman said Joe Valeno is built like he's been in the league for seven to eight years. I know that's been like Joe Valeno – we've been on Joe Valeno body watch for way too long now. I think, you know, I, I hear a lot that, um, you know, George, George talked about it a couple of days ago. Like he, he looks jacked and I'm really excited. I'm that doesn't always translate to, you know, being a good like competitor in your sport, but it certainly doesn't really hurt you. And uh, given the way that like, he's kind of progressed through the years, Maybe this is something that like really takes him and, and helps him has that breakout year and like, oh, hey, this is Joe Valeno, the former first round pick. Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. And I think um, I think that like pe- people don't like to admit it. And it's and it's a big thing across all sports, you know, when when people don't live up to expectations or whatnot and, and people love to throw around like former first, former first. But I I, I will always believe that no matter how whether they live up to expectations or not, that that, that label um, maybe even more so in, in like hockey than, than some other sports like holds, holds a decent amount of weight still. And like, Oh, like maybe we can salvage or maybe, you know, there's still something like an untapped thing. I think that keeps value high. And I'm not saying that Valeno is even close to like not living it. Like he's still very young or whatever, but um I think I, I'm just saying that I, I think the that that label 
holds a lot of weight. And I, so, yeah, I, I totally agree. All right. We have got uh, some comments from Steve Eiersman on the other side of this break about what it's going to take for some of these prospects to break into the lineup, maybe on opening night. You got uh, something, something that's going to tickle Scott's fancy. He said he was talking to Al Avila, exchanging some ideas there. I'm sure Scott will love that. We've also got a Jared McIsaac update. On... I have a huge lemon tree Friday. Oh, I forgot it was Friday. Yeah, we'll start the second like, that. Like All right. huge. Now you can't stop listening. So good job, Scott. I know. All right. We'll see you on the other side of this break. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? And when you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And I mean, who wouldn't be? They got nine delicious ones out right now. If you don't know all of them, you're missing out. But good news for you is you can try a mix box. You'll get two of each of their nine flavors. Some of them, we'll list them off here. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, get that mix box. It'll allow you to customize your order next time, know exactly what you want. Spoiler alert, you're not going to not like any of them. Uh, And not only are they the best tasting protein bars on the market, but Built Bar is healthy too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to Built.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Zetterberg got it to Datsuk. Moving right in. Oh, my God. Malmon Datsuk with five seconds left. Two to one. Woo-hoo. All right. Back for segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. It is your team every day. And... It's Friday, which means it's a lemon tree Friday. I don't think we've did a, done a lemon tree Friday in, in a while. And so this will, this will be a big one. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's uh, it, it's summer's officially over for me. This is how my calendar works. The lemon tree is sitting right in front of me. Inside oh no. Oh no. I know. It's I summer's officially that. over. Um, now I will say we have a lot of lemons a lot it's um the tree is is still very healthy and full and we've got a t- i mean i can see like maybe we like i think we're into the double digits in total lemons uh we've got a couple there that are that are starting to turn yellow we got we got a really good situation going here as far as like the actual lemons themselves go um but it is it is very very sad uh, last night, literally 20, less than 24 hours ago, uh, had to, had to, had to pick it up and, and bring the lemon tree back inside. Um, very, very sad day, very somber day. Always, uh, always, always a tough pill to swallow when the tree comes back inside. Cause that's, that's my true, uh, summer is over, but it, it can't be, it can't be outside when, uh, at nighttime it's getting into like the fifties now. I mean, the last two days, it's been in the 50s all day because it's yeah. been pouring rain. But um, at, at nighttime, it, it can't it can't really be out there when it gets below like 60. Um, and it, it's starting to head into the time of year where every every night it's going to get into that temp. So so sadly, I uh, got it. Got a nice big drink. Got a nice big like day straight of rain. And then, uh, yeah, brought, brought her inside for the for the winter. That's that's devastating news, my friend. I cannot wait until. The lemon tree gets to go back outside. It feels like I'm, I'm already already like, counting down the days. Just going to say that. Uh, Al Vila 
Steve Eisman, Alavila, been exchanging some, uh, I don't know what you call strategy or, <laughs> or whatever it may be. Uh, Steve Eisman basically, as an addendum to the conversation, I believe it was in the same question, but when he was talking about the Liverpool things and, and just stuff like that, uh, he actually, before he said that, he said he looks across all sports to understand uh, the way that teams do things. And the quote that I've got here was I've paid attention to what the tigers have done and are doing. Um, that's the end of the quote that I got for you, short and sweet. But uh, he also said he exchanged ideas with Alavila on player development, kind of going through uh, the process of, you know, what, what they're trying to do over there. And uh, I tweeted that out. That did not get a great response. Uh, somebody responded to me saying that's the most concerning thing he's ever said in his tenure as GM of the Red Wings. Uh, somebody else just responded to it and said, God. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty funny. I just thought I'd yes. get your thoughts on that. Which uh, it's, right. it's funny that he mentioned Avila because, like, he's giving credit to the wrong person. And, like, the Tigers are doing incredible things and an incredible overhaul. It was just funny that he said Avila because we all know that that has nothing to do with Avila. Yeah. Yeah. So um, (laughs) yeah, it it definitely, it definitely, that was like the most attention grabbing thing for me for obvious reasons. Right. Like when he said that, that was, that was definitely the biggest uh, like kind of head scratcher that I had throughout the whole presser. Um, It uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to me because the only thing that Al Avila can really give him advice on is like how to be horrible. Yeah. Like things that like, AJ Hinch has told saying him. like at his job or like, like it's not like a personal thing, like make a bad team. Like all Avila has really done is just have like one of the worst teams in baseball for half a decade straight. And then just accumulate all the good draft picks and draft like, the obvious you know, best player one, available. One, like yes. every year, draft the obvious person available in the top three every year. And then, like, yeah. So, like, I, 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 I and again, like, like you said, the Tigers are, are making beautiful strides. And I, I think the competitive window is right around the corner. And next year is going to be a really fun year. But uh, as far as like GM strategy, like I'm not really sure <laughs> what like Al's lost like almost every trade he's ever been a part of. Uh, <laughs> we haven't signed anyone to more than a outside of Robbie Grossman was the first non one year signing we have made in like half a decade. Like I'm not really sure what advice Al Avila is like dishing out to, to Steve Eiserman besides like, Hey man, just be as bad as you can for as long as possible. And eventually good stuff will happen. Like that's, I don't know. It, it was just really weird to me that of all people like Troy Weaver doing amazing things. Like, um, I, I, I just wish that like, I, I just want to like be in on those phone calls. Like I want to have a wiretap <laughs> and, and I want to know how many of Avila's comments start by, well, you know, AJ was actually saying, right, right. I'm sure that's everything he says. Right. Yeah. So I uh, thought that was pretty sure. funny. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely, uh, uh, I did a double take for sure. I said, did he just say, did he just say what I think he just said? Yeah. Um, last couple of comments real quick. We're going to wrap up. Pasquale Zero, Eisenman uh, said he was very impressed by him and the way that he played despite being on the shelf for pretty much the last 18 months. Um, on Moritz Sider, he said that he will get every opportunity in preseason. We'll play him a lot in preseason. 
Um, and then added that he was kind of apprehensive his first year in Grand Rapids, didn't know what he was going to get out of him, and he has done nothing uh, but succeed since and still pump the brakes. Be cautious because the NHL is a different beast, and there's a lot of things that he's going to adjust to from a style standpoint, and there might be some bumps in the road. So, um, you know, I'm not really worried about it, but just something that I thought was, you know, Nice of him. Uh, last thing, Jared McIsaac is feeling better, but has not yet been cleared to play. Uh, Eisenman said they are continuing to watch him in concussion protocol, but quote, he's progressing. I don't have a time frame for him to be out, whether it's days or weeks. Uh, so I guess that'll just be something to watch for. He was on the training camp roster. Um, so hopefully he's able to get some playing time uh, in there, but all in all, it sounds like he, he avoided something pretty scary, and, and hopefully this will be the last of those situations for our dear friend, uh, Jeremy Isaac. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, and like we said earlier, no need to rush anybody. Like, we're so early on, just, you know, mm. and especially with that serious of a thing, definitely take your time. But the news that it appears he's avoided something too serious is awesome. Um and I'm just pumped for Mo, man. I'm so pumped. I've been thinking about it. Like, as the season gets closer, I just, like, it's on my brain more and more. I'm just so pumped. I'm so pumped for Mo. And I think it's going to be a situation, like you said, where the first few games, I think he's probably going to uh, not look as – I don't want to say as advertised because he's still a big-ass dude. But, like, I feel like he, he might get off to, like, a slow start. And then I think at one point in the season, it's just going to click and he's just going to go gangbusters the rest of the year. That That's fully how I expect his rookie year to go. Uh, last thing I got for you, talking about the prospects, making the team, what it's going to take. Eisenman hmm. said that they need to be firmly, firmly, firmly in the top 12 and possibly in the top nine. So if they're fringe, maybe he's in the lineup, maybe he's not based on who they're playing. He's not going to be on the roster. He's just going to stay down in Grand Rapids. I thought it was interesting that he said top 12, maybe top nine. That sounds like a distinction for particularly Lucas Raymond and Yannick Bergeron. I think if Joe Valeno ends up centering that fourth line, I think that's all kosher. But um, I think for what they're trying to do with uh, Bergeron and Raymond, I I think they're going to try and make them make the top nine before they give them a roster spot because they don't probably don't want them bouncing back and forth between the AHL and the NHL. So it's going to be, if you're here, you're here. If you're not, you're not. Uh, but that is a uh, complete wait and see type thing. I think that's something we knew all along. Eiserman said repeatedly that he doesn't want uh, prospects to watch games from the stands. Um, so that'll be uh, something to keep an eye on as well. We have a lot to cover on the other side of this weekend. Um, we were recording a little bit earlier in the day. We had the Tyler Bertuzzi news. We had some of those press conferences. Uh, and basically we just – Kind of wanted to keep it to that because we already had kind of a lot. So uh, we didn't really pay too much attention or, or give much attention on this episode to the first day of training camp and maybe some other things that have come out of uh, these press conferences. But I just didn't want to get like behind and then have to go back and catch up and then not cover the red or the, the Eisenman press conference. So we're getting that out of the way today. We're going to be back Monday. We're going back to five days a week or yeah, five days a week next week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's your team every day. Please do us a favor. Please, please, please give us a five-star review and subscribe. It's the only way to make us grow. Uh, and it is the best way to make sure that we can keep putting out these podcasts and, and doing stuff like that. So, uh, Scotty, do you have anything for the people before we send them off into their weekend? Um, rain, rain, go away. <laughs> rain, rain, go away. Um, 
come again when the Tigers are, are done for the year. So uh, yeah, if real. you have positive feedback, please tell us in our reviews. If you have negative feedback, please tell me in my DMs, and we'll see you guys back here on Monday. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Bam, 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 bam. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.